from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We're starting a new series here as we walk uh, closer and closer to Good Friday and Easter. We take a look at the life of Peter, uh, one of Jesus' apostles and one of his good friends. And I, I love Peter because when I look at Peter, I think, man, he is a total mess up. If, if Peter can do this, I can do this. Peter is like messing up all over the Gospels, uh, over and over again. And I'm like, wow, I like this guy. I like him a lot. And so we take a look at Peter. And, and one of the things that, uh, gosh, uh, kind of uh, points to the authenticity of the Gospels is the fact that we hear about Peter who messes up all the time. Because think about it. If you were writing uh, a testimony of, of Jesus and your involvement with Jesus that all the world was going to read, you'd put yourself in a pretty good light, wouldn't you? I mean, a nice light. And Peter doesn't, which is extremely rare for any biography, but especially a biography uh, in that first century Palestine. Because that's unheard of in that day and age. Uh, biographies were written to make you and people around you look good. That's why you write a biography. If you don't believe me, read the biographies about Caesar Augustus. He looks good, right? But Peter is brutally honest. And so when we read through the Gospel of Mark that Tom just read for us here, uh, we hear from the church father Papias, who wrote around 130 A.D., that uh, Papias says that the Gospel of Mark was written by a guy named Mark, who was listening to Peter preach in Rome. And so when you read the Gospel of Mark, you're reading Mark's words, but you're hearing Peter's voice. And Peter, in Mark chapter 1, tells about how Jesus called him to be one of his apostles. And it's truly, absolutely incredible. Let me give you an example. Nate. I'm going on a backpacking trip. Do you want to come with me? Sure. Sure? It's going to be about two to three years. Okay. Um, you'll have to leave your job, uh, your dog, Callie. And um, um, so no, no money, no pay. Um, I mean, we'll be back and forth. So you'll be have some time to, to sell home, maybe two. Um, but other than that, what's that? Just, just do referrals. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, how's that sound? You want to follow me? All right, let's go. You're crazy, man. I would never do that. Man, no one would do that. That's nuts, right? Peter's, I mean, it's a huge call. It's a huge ask. And from the Gospel of Mark, it looks like that Jesus walks up to Peter, his brother Andrew, James, and John, and says, follow me. And they're like, yeah, sure, okay, let's go. Let's do this, right? The Gospel of John gives us a little bit more context. That Peter, Andrew, James, and John, they knew Jesus. They had heard him preach before. But the call is still remarkable. Jesus says, repent and believe the good news. And then says, follow me. And the scriptures are great. It says that with uh, Peter and Andrew, they, they stopped everything they followed him. With James and John, it's even bigger. It says they dropped their nets, left their father-in-law... And follow Jesus. You're like, maybe that's why they follow Jesus. Like, they're like, we're sick of this guy. He's driving us nuts. Like, Let's go follow this guy. He can't be any worse, right? They follow Jesus. Left everything. It's a huge call. 
And so I want to ask you this morning, what call has God placed on you? Some of you are here, and you're here to investigate. You're in that, that pre-Peter mode where Peter was listening to Jesus and checking Jesus out, and that's what you're here doing today. You're like, I'm just here to check things out. I'm not here to drop everything and follow Jesus. I'm just here to check him out. And if that's true for you, awesome, slow clap. We're glad you're here. It's fantastic. It's good. It's a good place to be to check out who Jesus is and to figure out, if this guy wants me to follow him, what exactly does it mean? It's awesome. You're smart. Some of you are here, you're like, you know, I've been following Jesus for a long time, and I'm still growing in what that means, and I'm learning, and that's why I'm here, and that's fantastic, too. You've responded to Jesus' call to repent and to believe the good news. So what's the good news? The good news is this. The good news is that Jesus is good and that we're, we're not. And the good news is that we're, we're not perfect and Jesus is. The good news is that, that you're not sufficient and Jesus is completely sufficient. The good news is that, is that you're a sinner and Jesus died and rose for you. And the reason that's good news is because he gives you that gift of his forgiveness, his life now and forever, uh, his joy, his hope for a future, and he gives it freely. And the reason that's good news is because a lot of us here, all of us here, know that to do it on our own just doesn't work. Some of you have tried. You try to be the perfect husband, the perfect wife, the perfect mom, the perfect dad, the perfect employer, and the, the great boss. You're making money, and, and things are going great, and you work and work and work, and you lie down in bed at night, and it's not good enough. And you're so tired. As some of you here, you're struggling with that addiction, that sin that you can't break free of, and you're exhausted. My friends, Jesus has good news. And the good news is that you're not perfect. The good news is that you're a sinner. The good news is that you need forgiveness. And the great news is that Jesus says you are forgiven and free and loved with no strings attached. And then he says, follow me. I'm like, okay. I'm ready. I'm ready, Jesus. I'm ready to follow. Repented. Believe the good news. I'm ready to follow. And here's the thing about Jesus. Jesus moves fast and light. Because Jesus is on the move in his world. So we follow Jesus. We're like, Jesus, I'm going to follow you wherever you go. And you're on the move. And then you see, you see that, that one addiction. Maybe it's pornography. Maybe it's alcohol. Maybe it's your cell phone that you spend more time with than you do with your family. You're like, oh, I'm going to take this with me too. And you throw that in your backpack, right? It's like, oh, I, can't, I can't leave home without this. So you throw that in there. And then you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see. And there's shame there for some reason or another. And you're like, I'm going to take this with me too because 
I've had it with me for so long, I can't imagine life without it. Oh, and then you're like, man, I can just put a little pride in there too, because we all got some of that, so throw that in there. And you're following Jesus. You're like, man, this is getting hard. It's getting a little heavy. Have you ever gone backpacking before? We went backpacking with a high school group a couple years ago. I say a couple years ago because we've never gone again because they almost killed me. <laughs> and I had my pack on at home, and at home it felt so light. I think I can do this. I've carried a two-year-old all around Disneyland. I can do a backpack, right? And you do the first mile, and it's like, it's not so bad. And the second mile, like, it's getting a little heavy. Mile three, you're like, we need to stop. And mile four, you're like, I'm going to kill someone for talking me into this trip. <laughs> And a lot of times our life with Jesus is like that. Jesus says, follow me. We're like, Jesus, yeah, I'm with you all the way. And we, we load our pack up with stuff. And we're getting further and further behind. And Jesus comes back to where you're at and says, repent. Believe the good news. The good news is you don't need that burden anymore. The good news is you can drop it. You can leave it at the cross. It is forgiven. You are free. You're like, oh, God, thank you. I'm going to drop all this down. I'm going to drop my, my, my addictions there. I'm going to drop... Where is it? Oh, I'm going to drop my pride. I'm going to drop my fears. My fear of the future. I'm going to drop my false gods that I cling to. Like my job and my health. And, oh man, it's so light. Jesus, thank you. I'm going to follow you. I'm right behind you, Jesus. All the way. Jesus starts leading, we're following, we're like, yeah, I'm with you. Oh, look at this. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I can't go back there. I can't go back there. Just, just this one. Just this one. I'll just put it here. You won't even notice. Right? I'll put that in there. And walk along. And like, ooh, look, cell phone. All right. Who needs my family? I just got my cell phone with me. Got that. And then the big one comes up. You're like, oh, my goodness, my past. Can't shake free of my past. It's like a big weight. Pretty soon, pack gets heavy and heavier and heavier. And Jesus comes back again and says, "Repent, believe the good news." Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, that's right, that's right. And then Jesus says, "You know what? You don't have to pick the rocks back up." friends, we keep picking the rocks back up. Over and over again. Jesus and his love, his mercy, his forgiveness, he's like, I love you, I forgive you, you're mine, now and always. Stop picking up the rocks. And you're like, okay, just this one. Jesus Christ died and rose for you. You are his now and always. And that's certain and sure and secure. There's no reason to doubt it. There's no reason to worry. There's no reason to wonder. It's his perfect and free gift to you. And what he asks for return is this, just this, that you would travel lightly that he might use you well, wherever you are. 
and we're going to keep picking up rocks. On this side of heaven, we're going to keep picking up the rocks. And Jesus will keep coming back to you as we talk about, start off every single service, every single Sunday. He'll say, drop the rocks. Leave them at the cross. And because of God's grace, because of his commitment, you can do that every single time. And Jesus will never get tired of saying to you, repent, believe the good news. But I encourage you to travel lightly. Because he died and rose for you so that you could. So you might find joy in his grace. So you might find security in his love and not the false gods we surround ourselves with time and time again. Money and job and earnings and net worth, health, and that's a big false god around here. Youth. You might travel lightly. And when that happens, he says, if you travel lightly, I'm going to make you, the old, the old translation was fishers of men, the new translation is fishers of people. It means the same thing. He wants to use you. And I'll be honest with you, I never liked the phrase, because I hate to fish. <laughs> My father-in-law tried to make me like fishing, and like when I was dating his daughter, you know, I was like, oh yeah, I love to fish. So we went ice fishing in Nebraska, we've got ice fishing in Nebraska. It's the most miserable experience on earth. It's not like ice fishing in Minnesota where they have these nice huge shacks, and you like in the shack, and there's a hole in the shack, and a hole in the ice. That sounds wonderful. No, ice fishing in Nebraska is a Home Depot five-gallon bucket on a frozen lake when it's 10 degrees with negative 20 wind chill, and you're sitting there with a fishing pole. This is fun, according to my father-in-law, right? So when I was dating his daughter, I'm like, oh, man, this is great. I'm having a great time, sir. Oh, yeah. And then I married his daughter. I'm like, I'm never going out there again. She's <laughs> done with me, right? And so I hate fishing. So I prefer... I will, Jesus says, I will make you a gatherer of friends. How many of you like to be with friends? Because you're good at it, right? You're like, hey, let's go skiing. Like, okay, you can do that. Hey, let's go get coffee, right? Hey, let's go get our nails done. I don't do that. But you could if you want to. I don't care. Right? It's all good. Right? Let's go watch a game together. Let's go for a hike. Jesus says, I will make you a gatherer of friends. And while you're with your friends, you can say crazy, insane things to them. Things like, you know, I went to church last Sunday. It wasn't too bad. <laughs> it's crazy, right? I say that, but I'm actually serious. When I was in California, I was at a larger church with multiple services. And one time, I'm standing in front of church before the service is about to start, and these two guys meet each other, and they're like, Hey, you go here? The other guy's like, yeah, I've been here for seven years. How long have you been here? I've been here for ten years. They worked together. They worked together for seven years and never knew they went to the exact same church. And it wasn't like they worked in the same building. They were firefighters on the same truck. <laughs> How is that possible? 
So saying to your friends while you're skiing, while you're getting nails done, or while you're on a hike, or while you're watching TV, or while you're just eating lunch together at a lunch break at work, saying something to them like, hey, I went to church last Sunday. It wasn't too bad. That's like huge. You can say things to them like, so tell me, what do you believe? Just ask. And just listen. You don't have to debate anyone. You don't have to prove anyone wrong or anything like that. Just listen and go, huh? Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Thanks for sharing with me. And they might even ask, what do you believe? You go, oh, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> I believe in Jesus. He's my Savior. He gives me forgiveness and life. It's just a free gift. And I love it because I'm like Peter. I'm a total screw-up. <laughs> can say crazy things like, oh, this is wild. This, 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 this is crazy, right? Um, here we go. Sorry you're going through a tough time. Can I pray for you? Here's a, here's the thing. People who are going through a tough time never turn down prayer. Because if they're going through a tough time, they'll take help from anywhere. Whether they believe it or not. So it's a great time to pray. Here's a good one. I'm going through a tough time. Could you pray with me? Jesus says to Peter, repent and believe the good news. Travel light. Your sins are forgiven. You are free, my friends, finally. And then he says, follow me. And I will make you fisher men and gatherer of friends. Friends who need a savior. Friends who need hope. Friends who are looking for a future. Friends who need Jesus. Friends like us. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you for your, your inclusion. Thank you for your gathering us, Lord God. Lord, because you know us. You know our hearts. You know, Lord, we try so hard and then something slips out of our mouth and we can't take it back. Lord God, you know the things we struggle with over and over again. Lord, people have told us things in our past and we hold on to them, but they're not true. And they weigh us down. Lord, help us to leave them at your cross. Lord, people have done things to us in our past that's been hurtful. We hold on to the anger and the hurt, and Lord, it's dragging us down. Lord, we pray we might leave them at your cross. Lord Jesus, there's things we are done that we're doing, Lord God, and they're hurting us, and we know it. We have trouble putting them down. Lord God, we pray that we might, by your power, repent and leave them down and not pick them back up again. Lord, there's always our pride that clings to us. When we pray daily, we might shed it and lay it down at your cross and travel lightly and freely loved and secure. Lord God, there's false gods that we cling to, things that we turn to first when we're going through a tough time, we go to them first before we go to you, Lord God. 
leave like a cross, Lord God, so we might travel light, free, and forgiven in yours. Lord God, we ask you to give us faith to follow, grace and forgiveness on the journey, and the courage to follow boldly. Let's do so. Let's go talk about that.